0: Welcome listeners to another Arcade Attack podcast. I'm Dylan, and I'll be joined today by Keith. No Keith. <laughs> I'm joined by Rob. Nope. Rob's gone home, is not he? Just me and it's Adrian. Ke- it's Kev. <laughs> it's Kev, me, Kev. I think me and Kev should do a podcast one day. I don't know what the hell we do it about, but... Yeah, it's my old compadre, Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Wallet Esquire.
1: We we all like we we're tough, dude, don't we? When the rest are falling, we 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 come through.
0: We just We just keep doing it, man. We're like we want to keep talking until it's like until the midnight, yeah. one o'clock, two o'clock. We'll keep podcasting, man. That's what we do.
1: Just the two
0: of us, and we sing that song as well. We do, <laughs> okay. yeah. But there, there's a reason that we're here today, and because the reason that we're, we're st- brothers, man. The reason that we stuck on, we are we're, we're brothers from another mother. Um, there's <laughs> there, there's a reason, and it's to pay uh pay tribute. I was going to say homage, but we're not really homaging anything. But paid tribute to a dev company. Yep. Would you say they were groundbreaking? A lot of the stuff they did. Would
1: they say they were? You know. Do you know what? At the time, I thought they were groundbreaking, Dylan. But and it sounds really negative in a weird way. I think it's just their glossy look and feel of the games that made them stand out. Oh. Now that's harsh because I love it. This company. Yeah. But I would argue maybe they're not groundbreaking, but they've almost taken the look and feel of games to another level. Uh, Okay. Interesting. That's a
0: good way to... Why are we even bothering this podcast? (laughs) MM? Controversial, right? It's a tad controversial.
1: But I I love this company.
0: Well, yeah. So it's funny because I wrote about this company, one of the first articles actually for for Arcade Attack. I ported it over to the new WordPress site in 2015, but I actually wrote about... I think I wrote about them in... 2014. It's the Bitmap Brothers. You did the Bitmap Brothers. You, you did. <laughs> and I did
1: write about it. I did it, man. I love the Bitmap Brothers. Um, so it's not like I don't respect them at all. I think they're brilliant, and I'm sure you agree. When we got new games in the Amiga, especially, there was a few companies I always thought these are going to be quality. Mm. I don't even have to look at the game. If if they're making it, I'm yeah. talking Bullfrog. I'm talking Sensible Software. I'm talking Team Seventeen to a degree. Yeah. But one of them, right in that mix is, is the Bitmap Brothers for me. It
0: is, it was like a seal. Again, it was like, well, I I like, don't like using this phrase too much, but it's a sealer of quality, isn't it? If something oh, had the Bitmap Brothers written on it, and you're like, oh, I'm definitely going to have a lot of fun with this. Uh, but, my, would you say it's fair to say more known on these shores than in America?
1: Yeah, I think it's, cause I it mean, was for the home computer. Home computers, more, more Amiga really. I know they did a few console things and PC mm-hmm. things, but it was more Amiga and the Amiga was more popular in England. Bishmash Bosch.
0: Yeah. Bishmash Bish, Bosch. So they were founded in 1987. Mm. So they were one of the, you know, one of the first, you know, first companies there, uh, to lead that kind of, that charge in the late 80s and then it kind of trickled over into the 90s and, you know, for for us it was the, the glory oh. era wasn't it of Loved gaming it. the 90s so Loved it. they ticked and a lot of their titles ticked on, in, into it founded by Mike Montgomery Mike Montgomery man the main guy Mike Montgomery Should- Eric Matthews and Steve Kelly yeah. uh, you know they you know, they're always quoted as rock star developers because they did things in a different way
1: yeah in you know, a different way like you know the Bitmap Brothers ooh they're a bit ooh they're a bit, a bit edgy Oh, look ooh. they're wearing sunglasses they're a helicopter they're bad boys yeah. I actually spoke to Alex Trowers, and he actually mentioned because he works at Bullfrog. You know, he's one of the original Bullfrog dudes, and he mentioned that yeah, Bitmap Brothers were cool. We were nerds. That's how. And, and that's how they all respected here, each it? other. But he yeah. said yeah, look, basically they were the rock stars of the Amiga world.
0: Yeah, and that's were. pretty cool. But see, why was that? I mean, you know, it's it's funny. We'll, well, hopefully we'll get into it. But they were you know same company like Bullfrog, so mm-hmm. they'd uh, they did stuff eight uh, bit games, sixteen bit stuff. Yeah. Obviously the stuff for the uh, the home computers. They went on till the early two thousands, didn't they? It did. So they were around for about twenty years. But very similar to Bullfrog. Very you know, what what sort of set them apart? Um the first game they ever released was Xenon.
1: Yep. Which actually is quite there is similarities to Xenon 2, but it's actually quite a different game. Have you seen pictures of it in gameplay Do you footage? Know what? I've never played Xenon. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it in the Mars system, I believe. And it's it's not a bad game. Um, but you can be like a tank or, an, or or a ship. Do you know that?
0: That's crazy, because Xenon 2, you're just the ship. Just
1: thing, a ship, it? I believe. So you're kind of, yeah. Look, Xenon 1 is a fun game. I've played it a little bit here and there, but it's more... I think it was a sort of gateway to their future success, really. Well, there's a
0: bit, there's a bit of background about Xenon. So it... It's it's listed in many reviews as having cutting edge graphics. Yep. So you know, 1988, mm. we would have been peddling NES stuff. We would have been peddling Master System stuff. The Mega Drive would have only just come out. Yep. So you're only like altered beast things like that. So something yep. seeing something like Xenon. And I've seen it run. I've never played it, but I've seen it run. It looks lovely, doesn't it? It does. Smooth. And it actually was the first ever Amiga game to enter the the top 40 in the UK game charts. Wow. So before that. The Amiga, game, Amiga games just didn't sell on that level, but in '88, it sort, you know, it put. And then the Amiga then went from strength to strength, obviously in early
1: '90s. Yeah, uh, th- they, that's where they really cut the chops, didn't they? Cut uh, the chops? Yeah, cut. Is that, is that the right term. No, <laughs> cut, its, cut its teeth. Cut, cut its, its teeth. teeth into the Amiga and Zenon was an Amiga game, wasn't it? As well, I think originally Atari ST and stuff. I guess.
0: Yeah.
1: And, yeah. yeah. Interesting thing again about Bitmap Brothers mm-hmm. is that they were
0: actually. One of the few dev studios that are in two different places. I know they had a never office in London, is that right? So now, yep, it's just commonplace, right? With the with the you know with the internet, what it is, and communication, what it is, we can have developers in India, Spain, and we can coordinate it yep. all, and it's no problem. But they had an office in uh, where is it? In London, yes, in Wapping, and the other in Harrogate. <laughs> In Yorkshire <laughs> now, if you don't know England, they are hundreds of miles apart. I, right? yep. you know, the, the logistics of it—they would have had, they would have, in the early days, they would have had to, chat to chat each other by phone, by fax. They've had to fax things across to each other, <laughs> <the> like, <laughs> trying to get these things done. It's just, you know, it's not how things were. That you used to have guys like the Oliver twins, and yep. you, know, you know, you know, the be, the real bedroom guys. Mm-hmm. But you know, the bitmaps were. You know, we're going to do it. We're going to do this properly. Some of our guys are going to live in the north of England. Some of our guys are going to live in the south of England. Do and it. We're going to, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to coordinate that thing. Uh, Mike Montgomery became the managing director. So he was, uh, you know, he was responsible for the hiring, uh, the stuff, the dev kits and everything, the, you know, yeah. the computers that they use to make all this stuff.
1: So, I'd love, we'd love to get an interview. Do, with do you me. want to hear? I've got a story about Mike Montgomery.
0: I, I, I always love a story about Mike Montgomery.
1: Um, I did email him years ago when you first started Arcade Attack, and I mm. thought, well, I'll get some interviews. He was one of the first people that I managed to email. I think, I think they had a website, uh, Bitmap Brothers, and I, I got through to him and he replied and I said, well, look, I'm not really, I don't really want to do a text interview, but I'm happy to do like a podcast interview. I'm like, yeah, we don't do that. No way! I said, he like, just said that. He said, I said well, I'm really oh, sorry man. Mike. Maybe in the future we can do that. So so actually recently I thought well, hang on a minute. I've got his contact. I I'll, re- I'll reply him, you know, I send him another email. I will reply say, after about 4 years to see, see if he's up. Mike my friend, you know, do you remember me? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But we do podcast now. Would you be up for it? Do You want to hear a really sad story. What? It said this email is no longer exists.
0: No, so he's changed his work email. No.
1: So no. Mike if you're listening or if anyone knows Mike, can you just say I'm sorry? We want you on now. You're a legend. Please.
0: Have we spoken to anyone who's worked for a bit of Matt Brothers before? We haven't, have we?
1: No, we have spoken to that person that made Speedball 2000, you remember? um ollie ollie one of our uh, really ollie? old interviews ollie might not remember who we are <laughs> we're, ollie dibbin yeah, yeah we
0: could ask him
1: maybe he might yeah have. he he was more towards the end of the bitmap life but still i'm sure he's got some good stories he, well
0: he'd know mike anyway so maybe we we'll might be able to put us in
1: touch with him anyway
0: yeah so one of the things i wrote in the article on the site and i'll link to it as well if you guys want to read it i mean it was when i first started trying to write web yeah. content it's not amazing uh I wrote in there that uh, I think they could have
1: made more games. Yeah, they had a short list of games, truthfully, in their lifespan. I can actually
0: read them out with not even make you know without even breaking a sweat. So, uh, Zenon and Speedball mm-hmm. both released in 1988. Then Zenon 2 came 1989. Uh, Cadaver 1990. Mm. Uh, then you had. Speedball 2 in 1990, Magic Pockets, 91, yep. Gods, 91, uh, Chaos Engine, also known as Soldiers of Fortune, 93, you had Z or Z if you want to call mm-hmm. it, um, 1996, Chaos Engine 2, 1996, um, expansion packs for, uh, for Z or Z uh, 98, Speedball 2100, which that's I think it. is what Ollie was involved in, yeah, 2000, uh, Xenon 2000 in 2000, uh, Steel Soldiers 2001, World War 2 Frontline Command 2003, Dead to Rights 2003, Kill Switch, not Boom. a fan, not a fan of, that, of that game, Kill Switch 2004, uh, Pac Man World 2, 2004, and then they did a remaster a remake of Speedball 2 tournament, Speedball 2, which is called Speedball 2 tournament, yeah. in 2007, and I think that's, I think you can get that on Steam. I think I wrote it in the high call that you can get it on Steam. <laughs> that is it! That is actually what we based our, our yeah. love of the company on. It seems, it does seem a bit it, threadbare, doesn't it? It's
1: quality over quantity. Let's be honest with them.
0: Quality over quantity. But it's odd though, isn't it? Because there's only about one or two years. I mean, some of, they had multiple releases in some years, but then you look from 93 to 96, there was a big old gap of three years. They didn't release anything. Mm. Uh, 91 to 93, so there was two years there. And it just kind of, it like, it was like stops and starts, wasn't it? For them. But
1: now that I've been speaking yeah. to developers, and we, I spoke to a lot of ball through people now, obviously, and a lot of people in the scene, it sounds like there's a different time back then, mm. where you could take three years to make a game, or if things weren't really working out, you could sort of part the bus a little bit mm. and come back to it. Maybe we've done a Walker Pod, didn't we? And we spoke yeah. about how that was in development hell, and it eventually got released. It's a weird scene, the Amiga, and I think it's a different, whole different ball game where you had like three or four people making a game, mm. and they could sort of slowly get it released um syndicate for example took like three or four years to be made mm-hmm. that Syndicate's wouldn't be allowed
0: syndicate is a very complicated game isn't yeah, it, let's be yeah, it is, yeah. It's, it's got there's a lot of different facets to that game but a lot of these games aren't very i mean they're they're polished but yeah. they're not really complicated they're not complex in in, in a lot of ways though. i mean i mean Z Z Z is probably the most complex of those ones yeah. well, World, World War Two front line So, yeah. Uh, you you did a little poll, didn't you? Literally two hours ago, you released, or three hours ago, you released a poll. Do you know what? On Twitter. You're, you're
1: technically incorrect, because so I did two polls.
0: You did, when, when, did you do the second poll without me even noticing?
1: <laughs> I did two polls. I done one poll on Twitter and one on Facebook. So it'd be really interesting oh, to no. get, I did I did a poll on the Amiga, like really popular Amiga group as well. So, just try it. ooh,
0: what did you ask the, uh, the the sample audience?
1: Yeah. What was the question? The well on Twitter I mm-hmm. said favourite Bitmap Brothers game, question mark. Also, which one would you most like to see remastered or given a sequel? We might talk about that in the future. <laughs> this info may be used in the arcade attack <laughs> podcast. If, <laughs> this um, info is being used in an arcade attack used. podcast. I said, uh, if other, please comment below. You can only do four choices, which is annoying. I know. So Which four
0: did you get people to choose from?
1: I chose Z. Zed. Zed, I'm a I'm a Zed. massive fan. Uh, Zenon two, Speedball two, in the Chaos Engine. I w- mm. I would love to have added Gods and obviously Magic Pockets, but I didn't have space. Mm. Uh, but the poll is in, and with 376 votes in the correct order, that the, the do you want to have a ever guessed in which one got the least votes? Zed, probably. Correct. That only got six percent, and in second, uh, the second lowest, we got Zenon two with 19. percent Oh yeah, and the top two. We've got Chaos Engine with 29 and Speedball 2 with 46%. <laughs> um, loads of comments underneath. I'm not going to read them all out, of course. Um, I voted for Speedball 2, FYI. So you, ru- you, you ruined it, didn't <laughs> you? <laughs> hey, um, you, <laughs> you really um, chuck the cat amongst the fishes, but loads of comments on there. Um, Facebook. Do you want to see other Facebook results? Let me just get it up. Did-da-da-da. Sorry, just loading it up. Um, ju- ju- ju, trying to find it. Sorry, Facebook's been annoying. So it's the, it's old Zuckerberg versus Twitter. Ah, here we go. So ah, interesting. So the Chaos Engine. I'll go in the other order this time. Got the most votes. Thirty two. Speedball two was twenty eight. I could add more uh, votes here. So Gods actually came in third. Then Zenon two. Then Zed, and then Magic Pockets. Magic.
0: Who voted <laughs> for Magic Pockets? I
1: quite like Magic Pockets. Yeah.
0: Anyway, look, Adrian has to let the cat back in. That's so yep. funny. We're so like professional. Just let the cat in. Sorry. Right. Okay. Adrian's let the cat back in, so it stopped <laughs> meowing at the door. Right. So okay. So Speedball. So the two the two big ones are Chaos Engine and Speedball Two, aren't they? Those are oh, the yeah. two. Those are the two that people love. Have you got any comments? Any sort of standout comments, or is all? Do you want to have? Do you want to digest those whilst I keep talking?
1: Keep keep talking for one all second. Right.
0: Okay, we'll keep talking. So that is the lineup. So we'll go from. A few, I picked out a few sort of tidbits from a lot of these games. Um, a lot of the ones that, that you've just said, there, Uh,
1: Chaos Engine is a funny game, isn't it? I loved it. I didn't, man. I, I spent so much time playing that game. Two player, are oh my words. Me and my mate Dave Kumar. Oh,
0: I can have so much fun with two player. Right? <sighs> I love well, the look it, of it. I mean, the people haven't played it. It's, it's a running, it's a running gun game, isn't it? Top down view. Top down view, so not like, not like Gunstar Heroes anything. So, no. So it's top down, mm. uh, you run around.
1: Kind of smash TV look, you, but you can, It's are not stuck in one room, are you? you you're not you,
0: stuck in one room, you're kind of like, there's new landscapes and things. Oh, that's
1: brilliant. In, Do
0: you know what? Because it's just, it's a mad game. What's even madder is the plot. <laughs> Shall I read out the plot? We love reading out the plot to games, right? Go, on, go, on, then. So this is, this, you know, if you've not played Chaos Engine, this, this will probably make you wanna, maybe not play it again, but no, no, you know, here we go. So, the set, this is, I've taken this verbatim from Wikipedia, uh, as I want to do. Uh, here we go. So, it says, the setting is a steampunk Victorian era yeah. England.
1: Yeah, we love steampunk. Rob here. says I'll a sec.
0: steampunk is for nerds, but it's like okay because we're nerds, so it doesn't matter. Uh, a time traveller on a reconnaissance mission from the distant future became stranded in the England of the late 1800s and his technology came into the hands of the Royal Society, led by Baron Fortescue, based, on, <laughs> based upon Charles Babbage. Oh my God. Ooh. A grand inventor. Fortescue then retro-engineered many of the futuristic contraptions, creating an entirely different alternate timeline. There's alternate wow. timelines in this game. We love we love uh, <laughs> going back to the man. Modern, I love a bit of
1: time travel, you know that. We love a
0: bit of alternate timelines. <laughs> so Baron Fortescue then succeeded in his greatest creation yet, <laughs> the Chaos Engine. Ba, ba, you have to say it in that accent, otherwise it doesn't really have any effect. The Chaos Engine, which was able to experiment with matter and the very nature of time and space. Unfortunately, for the rest of the proud kingdom, the engine then proceeded to become sentient. I hate when en- when machines become sentient. They always always do eventually. That. They always don't don't ever build anything from scratch because it will become sentient. I hate that. Um, <laughs> it captured and assimilated its creator. Damn you! And began to change the countryside for the worse. Oh, we got a cat fight! Oh, cat fight going on! Oh, we're so the, they're, they're angry so about the chaos engine. Oi! Oh, guys, you stop, naughty cats! Stop getting annoyed about the chaos engine. Anyway, <laughs> vile monsters and destructive automata appeared, or automata or something. i <laughs> Appeared everywhere, and even prehistoric beasts were resurrected. So that's where we get, get a lot of different enemies in the chaos engine. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, Telegram wires connecting the British Isles to the European mainland are cut and any ship attempting to enter a British port is attacked. The British royal family, members of parliament, and a large number of refugees manage to escape across the sea, bringing with them many tales of horror. The British Empire is left in tatters, and the world in economic and political
1: chaos. (laughs) Oh my There was
0: a number of mercenaries on a potentially rewarding quest to infiltrate the quarantined Britain, find the root of the problem, and swiftly bring a full stop to it. Sounds a bit like Brexit, doesn't
1: it? Oh, well, let's not get too political, but it does, doesn't it? Um It'll we'll get cut off. Anyway, so
0: that's mad, isn't
1: it? Oh, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more.
0: So um plot twist. If you don't want to... No, the end of the Chaos Engine. Just mute us for about the next 30 seconds, all right? <laughs> so here we go. Um, at the end of the cellars in the Hall of Machines, the player characters face the Chaos Engine itself in a last battle. Yep. Upon its destruction, the narrator of the game is revealed to be the Baron himself, mm. trapped within the machine and studded with
1: implants. S- I mean,
0: it's a great ending to that game, actually. And yeah, we've got... um, We actually interviewed the thug, didn't we? Graham Boxall.
1: Oh, what a legend. Um, Yeah, so we, actually we have interviewed two people in Bitland Brothers, but, you know, no offence to Graham and, and Ollie, but we he want... He was more Renegade, wasn't he? He was more Renegade, but he didn't... So he
0: even worked... He worked on the game, but he, wor- he worked for the Ren... So he did, they did that game with Renegade, didn't they? So yeah, right?
1: that's true. I, I just think it's brilliant. It looks good. The story's a bit dodged. Let's be ju- let's be honest for a second.
0: The story is a bit... A bit dodged. It's a bit too reminiscent of current goings on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's got a couple of accolades. Yep. Uh, Amiga Power, one of my favourite Amiga magazines back mm. in the day, yep. named it the 11th best game of all time. I'm assuming Amiga game. <laughs> the 11th best Amiga game of all time. You consider how many games are on the Amiga. Didn't quite scrape in the top 10, Americans. unfortunately. There you go, yeah.
1: I think the original is better than the sequel, just saying. Do you remember playing the sequel?
0: Yeah, it wasn't that fast. This wasn't it wasn't as good, it was yeah, it lost the magic a bit. It didn't certain games just have the magic and you try and recreate, you can't really do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the look. That's that's the Chaos Engine 2 cover then. No. It's uh, a- <laughs> Sorry. It was ranked by by Mega Magazine, I think I bought it a couple of times here in the UK. It was ranked the fifteenth best Mega Drive game of all time by them. Wow. Mmm. Fifteenth best Mega Drive game. So, guys or Genesis guys out there, if you've never played Curse Engine, it's apparently the 65th best Mega Drive game of all time. <laughs> EGM, yep. Electronic Gaming Monthly, yep. of course, yeah, very popular in the states. Uh, only gave the Genesis version 6.4 out of Oof. 10. So that might put you off a little bit. Uh, they said they summarised it as a decent overhead shooting game. That's all they did. Hmm. A decent overhead shooting game. That's more of, more than that. In the spirit of Techno Clash and Gauntlet. It's very much like Gauntlet. You know, so, but did it? Res- I put I put in here in my notes. Did it resonate more with Brits because of the saying yeah. and because of the sort of quintessential Britishness of it? All yeah, isn't it? It's like British British steampunk it was British it kind of had that br- we can't pronounce our T's because we've lived in London too long Brit-
1: British 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 yeah
0: yeah wait wait alright the cats are really going for it for some reason yeah they're
1: not they're not happy about the bitmap brothers are they're they are really
0: like I don't know they're really not happy about us podcasting here is they <laughs> guys I'll
1: throw one of them out I'll, I'll, I'll just Dylan
0: you keep talking mate uh, do they do they usually fight this much they I'm just going to talk to myself then, anyway. So, <laughs> the care yeah, Adrian's right. The second one, it just didn't, I barely remember anything about the second one, actually. Um, anyway, listeners, I guess it's just
1: you and me for a little while. I'm back. I just, oh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've chucked one of the cats out so they Dude, can't fight each other.
0: I was about to do scatting, just to, just to, <laughs> just to scat, Just scat, 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 Good little bit scat. Anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Uh, what other games did you mention? That? Ah. So, before we get into Speedball 2, let's talk about Gods. Yeah. You mentioned Gods there. Why, why didn't you put Gods in the four choices on Twitter?
1: Um Twitter. Twitter. Because, do you know what, Dylan? I like Gods. It's a good game. Mm-hmm.
0: It got big reviews back in the big day. Big reviews.
1: It got reviewed over 90% by most
0: people. I think um Keith gave me that Mean Machine Sega for Our Secret Santa in yeah. that Gods is reviewed 89%.
1: I'm Why more, yeah, I'm more angry at Twitter than myself, but I just think I wanted to put a sort of curveball in there. And I, I really like and enjoyed Zed or Z, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was a brilliant strategy it's game. It's different, isn't it? It's different. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to sort of shake shake it up a little bit. But I've got a God story. Do you want to hear this? I don't. I, mate, I always love a, a story. I've told you through. part of this, not all of it. You know, the, the Gods Man, the, the cover of the game is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Do
0: oh, you, yeah, because we know the guy who designed it.
1: We, I met the man who designed it. Yes. His name is Simon Bisley. A very is it Simon Bisley, yeah. extremely talented comic book artist. Mm. I love his art style. Mm. I was at a comic con in London. Uh, Simon I mean,
0: Bisley is who Tim Bisley is based on in Spaced. There you Channel go. Four, Channel Four UK program over here. That's that's who he's based on.
1: Legend. And I, I went up to him because he was he was you know signing stuff and doing stuff and mm. drawing stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I was like. And I didn't actually, I don't know my comic book artist, I'm sorry. Well, neither do I, man. I'm rubbish with that. But, but his artwork, I was like, that
0: looks far, really... Apart from if it's Chris McCauley. <laughs> oh,
1: I know. I know Chris McCauley. He's a legend in these yeah. parts. But I was looking at his artwork on, around him, and I'm thinking, this stuff looks so familiar. So I literally Googled on Moby Games, and said, gods. I thought, this stuff reminds me of the gods. Yeah. I thought, no way. I put gods, Amiga, cover artist, Simon Bisley. His name was above him. I thought, well, oh, I found the man. Yeah. I spoke to him. And I'm not even joking. I said, Simon... I don't know much about comics, but your artwork for Gods was amazing. And he said, we on about. He didn't even know. And I was he like, yeah, Gods on the Amiga. He's like, oh yeah. And he's speaking to someone next to him going, oh yeah, what? that was years ago, wasn't it? And he'd kind of forgotten about it. And honestly, I said, I said, look, that was amazing. You should release that artwork. You should make posters. And I think he actually made a few notes saying, oh yeah, that's a bad oh, idea. Cause all um, the, the retro
0: gamers are like, oh, yeah, i love some of that. And
1: I, I just think I love his art style, actually. I'm, I'm massive into my art, as you know. Mm-hmm. I think, I love it's that. It's out there. It's isn't out there and, and it's not usual comic book. How would you describe it? It's hard to explain, isn't it really? It's
0: a bit more like in your face comic, I mean, a comic book style.
1: <laughs> no, but it's more what shading, think I think. think. I don't know. No, I'm no, talking no, rubbish no, now, but. We
0: don't, we're not great at critiquing that kind of thing.
1: But you're you ready to be angry at me. I, right I said on. all that stuff and I was like. Oh. Oh man, how cool would it be cool to get an interview with him, but I was too nervous to ask him. Ah, uh, fair enough. I was enough. like, I wish I went out It's this- harder in person, isn't it, asking someone for an interview. If like, you,
0: uh, well, do you mind just doing something for my podcast?
1: <laughs> exactly. I can, I can email Trip Hawkins, right? Yeah. Cause, you know, I'm if not... You said,
0: if you saw him in person, you'd be like, hi, Trip, please,
1: will you go? So, I do regret <laughs> it. <laughs> so, Simon, if you're listening, we're, we're, I'll be honest to have an interview. You, 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 your art is amazing, man. Mm. You've done other stuff as well, other other stuff. But God's the game itself. I liked, I enjoyed. How um, would you
0: explain God's for someone who's never played it? Because again, it's something that's more popular in the UK than it was in the States. Action
1: platformer. You, you play Her- Hercules, isn't it? Yeah, Hercules. So basically,
0: Hercules gets all of these powers from these gods, and then he has to go and take on all these monsters, and that's it. Yeah, there's a lot of switches.
1: S- lots of switches. There's uh, switches. Lots of different weapons. Clunky,
0: clunky jumping. Um, you shoot stuff a lot, don't you? Like you're shooting. You shoot. You kind of feel a bit like a god. I can kind of see why it, it can give give people a bit of a god complex playing this back in the nineties.
1: It kind of hops back a little bit to what I was saying earlier Dylan it, the, it, it's a good game but mm-hmm. the graphics makes it an even better game the, the look and feel we'll, well, I'm the sure the Amiga version looked
0: amazing. I mean even the, the ports because it was originally Mega game wasn't it and then oh, it was yeah. ported to the 16 bit consoles and even the Mega Drive ones that look, looks pretty pretty fabulous you know if I do say so myself um let's see what else have i got in my notes here adrian's
1: getting a text message now It's just it? rob texting me he says <laughs> i'm not even joking he's so just left us rob's Sorry, left he's texting me says have i left have i left my laptop here <laughs> oh are you serious and i think just looking over here ladies and gentlemen he has he's oh, left why his has laptop
0: he's he he have to come back to yours in the morning
1: <laughs> i've got to reply to him say so yes
0: oh my god all right then <laughs> Sorry. We'll be like seeing Rob tomorrow. Anyway, so, um, you've lost my train of thought now. What? The, first it was a cat. <laughs> no. Now it's Rob. Oh my God. We're so <laughs> unprofessional. Oh, uh, no. So, yeah. So Gods is, yeah, it's a, it's a good platformer, isn't it? It looks gorgeous. You can just shoot the crap out of everything. It's pretty yeah. tough. I couldn't, hard as it.
1: nails, man. Hard as nails. I really couldn't get
0: firing in it back in the day. And I couldn't work out what a lot of the switches did. Now, with Gods, it has been, Remastered, doesn't yeah. it? So we talk about remasters and we talk about, and, and Rob had some choice words about God remastered in our remasters and remakes, uh, podcast. <laughs> he did, um, have, yeah. So it, it was developed. So the remake was developed by uh, Robot Riot Games, but they actually got Mike Montgomery on board with this. So Mike Montgomery was like, yes, I'm all up for remastering this. So the game. You can acquire it. It's on uh, Windows, Xbox, yeah. Switch, PS4. You know, you can get it on all those platforms. You can play the original game. Yeah. On it,
1: you can then switch. Yeah.
0: To a 2D, 3D-ish thing mm. with new
1: graphics. I don't like. Oh, I don't want to be negative, I don't, Dylan. And we
0: don't want to be negative, no. do we? We don't want to be. And ne- I haven't played we, it,
1: so what do we yeah. know?
0: We haven't played it. We don't, did we know? Uh, but it, the animation is
1: bad, isn't it? (sighs) All I'm saying is, Dylan, Bitmap Brothers have got this look and feel that doesn't need to be updated. It's got that kind of. It didn't even need. No. It's
0: it's like that, that pointless, that pointless remake of flashback. Yep. It was like like just glossing over it and just, you know, there's just, just no point was there. So this is the same thing. And if you see it moving around, those, the actions and everything with the original 16 bit sprites looks great. Yeah. When you put it, when you make a current gen looking-ish sprite do the same things, it looks stilted. It looks, it's not great. It's unnatural, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that version on Metacritic has got 56%. Yeah. Yeah, 56%. Uh, it's a shame because they had Mike they might I had Mike on board and he was just like yeah okay do it great uh, the best so I went through some of the reviews on Metacritic Met sorry Metacritic mm. right? and this is the best so from a user called uh, Xbox Tavern I don't know if that's a site or if it's an individual person but yep. they've written the following so God's Remastered is a mixed bag of pros and cons whilst the game's structure and its pace has uh, maintained its quality quite well over the last two and a half decades, the game's combat and its handling remains far removed from acceptable standards. Yeah. Still, one has to appreciate the work that's gone into the remastered aspects here. It's just a shame that much of the game's charm is weighed down by its dated functionality. Ugh. And that's true because you can't jump very far no. as Hercules... Um, well, it has
1: got a lot of armor on. To be fair, it's got a lot of <laughs> probably armor. quite accurate.
0: But it is that it doesn't because when you think about what platform, what indie platformers have to be now, they have to be fast, fluid, responsive. God was never really any of that. It no. was always quite clunky. It was always that was a game that was definitely gloss over, gloss over sort of playability, wasn't it? Oh yeah, look and feel, look and feel, look of and it. feel, man, look and feel of it. So yeah, so that's what we think of God's. The original, the original gods got, like in 1990s, in CU Amiga, another one of my favorite Amiga magazines, 93%. That's so,
1: good.
0: That's what, what gods was. Uh, but yeah, don't remake that. But anyway, 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 moving on, moving on. Xenon 2. Xenon <laughs> 2. Yeah. So this is another game that I wrote about in the article. Yeah. And. I did actually own at one point the Master System version. Yeah, don't know where it's gone. It's not in my box of Master System games. <laughs> it's probably in my I box. I've let got it, it myself. To someone. Uh it even even not sealed. I think it's worth about 20 30 quid. Oh is it? I've mm. got it somewhere, man. It's not it's not one of the most common Master System games, but it's not one of the the most rare either, yeah. but it's well, you know, it's worth a few bobs. So I'm a bit bit gutted that it's gone. So it's a it's, Zenon was vertically vertically scrolling as well, yep, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So at the time, in the late 80s, you had R type and stuff like that. It was always horizontal. Always horizontal scrolling, shooting wasn't it? From left to right. Yep. But from bottom to, from bottom to up, it was, that was a weird thing. And Zenon kind of took it, or Zenon, as you, if you want to pronounce it. Or Z,
1: Zion. 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 Xenon. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we, we, we make no apologies for how bad <laughs> we are, you <at laughs> know, pronouncing things. So, yeah, it's, um, it's very similar. More power ups and things, would you say? And you can only be the ship, don't you?
1: Yeah, you can't be the crazy tank. Yeah, loads of power ups. You can go, you can buy stuff in the yeah. shop as well. Yeah, I think you can buy stuff in the shop in Gods as well. So that's quite a, and also in Speedball too. So I Bit think Ma- actually, yeah.
0: oh yeah, this is the thing about BitMap
1: Brothers games. Yeah. There was
0: always a shop <laughs> Yeah. where you can buy sometimes pointless things. That you know, <laughs> a, a lot of it, especially in Speedball too, would make your players quicker and yeah. stronger and. Uh, but yeah, the stuff in Xenon Two, you can obviously make make the ship better. You can shoot
1: backwards, and Shields, sideways. Yeah.
0: And oh yeah! So another thing about Xenon Two is you can hold down, can't you, right yeah. at the bottom of the screen, yeah, you and can. kind of revert, you know, kind of back up a little bit. Yeah, that's bad, isn't it? That you could do that. That's pretty cool. It's a cool, it's a cool little feature, but yeah. yeah. Again, these things that set the bitmaps, you know, apart from other people doing the same kind of thing.
1: Again, they're doing hard, man. Tough game. Too
0: hard. <laughs> that Master System game was, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty cutting as to how bad, as to how bad a gamer I was even back in those days. So this is from, this is an excerpt from, uh, set, uh, Mean Machine Sega again. And a guy called Rich, I think. I've not put it there, but this is, this is, he, this is what he had to say about the about the Master System version of Xenon 2. So he says here, uh, I know that vertically scrolling shoot-em-ups are something of a rarity on the Master System, and while Xenon 2 holds lots of promise, it's a tad lacking in the in- excitement department? Ooh. Simply because of the game's pace, even with no bolt-on weapons attached and hardly any enemy sprites on screen, the action is just a tad too slow for my liking. This isn't to say that Xenon 2 is a bad game because it's still quite addictive and there's a strong urge to see the next level and all the weapons. In fact, the sheer variety of weapons increases the last ability of the game. Once you've completed it, you'll want to do it again with different armaments. I didn't get anywhere near the blooming end of that game. And he gave it, he's, even after all of that, he still gave it 84%. That's a bit harsh. But yeah, I think I got even less far on the Mega Drive
1: version. I <laughs> played I'll, it the other day. I've like, got it on oh the. I've got it on the Jag, my friend, haven't I? Um, hmm. We've we've interviewed the man that made it for the Jag as well. Um, yeah. Don't ask, I forget now. So Gaz, 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 something. Um, but but it's a good version actually. But it's like the Atari ST port, which is uh, it's got the uh, but it hasn't got the classic music. Ah. Uh, so that was that was a big deal, actually. I think it was one of the first Amiga games yeah. to have proper, sort of, I'll popular music.
0: We're going to get, we just spoiled something I was going to get onto later. But, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then I suppose the, the last kind of big, big, biggie then. Speedball 2, people. Are
1: you going to talk about magic, magic Pockets?
0: No, I don't want to talk about Magic Pockets. Yeah, okay, go on then. Tell, <laughs> tell us a bit about Magic Pockets. I, I, I liked it. I thought, because obviously, did you It's a know, cheesy know, it, platform, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but before. Before Zool, I said it, there was there was hardly anything. New Zealand Story, on yeah. the Amiga, there wasn't many platformers. So for me, Magic Pockets was like, wow, this is pretty cool.
0: It was like a lifeline to having a platformer.
1: And it was on TV as well, wasn't it? It was on live and kicking oh, or something. It was used on, yeah, it was a competition, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you could play it over the phone, I think. <laughs> left, left, right, a bu- jump, bu- left. blow a bubble. Uh, oh, you died. Um, I liked it, and I think Magic Pockets... Should get a little bit more credit that deserves. Should get than it than it, the, the, it, it currently gets. So I should say. I actually think it's a, a fun little game. Actually, yeah. Again, all right. a hard game. <laughs>
0: if you've got an Amiga emulator, have I you think played it you recently? Check it out. Uh, I've only watched. I only watch clips of people playing it now. I don't know. I just I just <laughs> walkthroughs. Yeah. But no, I didn't think it was anything special. Anyway, Speedball. Speedball two. Yeah. Speedball two is the other kind of the the mate. Well, according to the poll. And came yep. second in the other poll, yep. it is the it is the one the one to beat. So again, yep. if you've not played Speedball Two, it's a in the article I wrote I put it's a five V five futuristic rugby game. Yes. Futuristic I would say rugby so. game. So you are you're brutal deluxe, aren't you? So brutal deluxe so there's loads of teams in it. Yeah. The main character control team is brutal deluxe, and then you have to basically beat all the other teams and to, to win to win the tournament, don't you? So, and you go through it, you can, after it, each game you acquire experience and points that you can pick up around the field, and then you make your guys stronger, and then you just go on and on and on and on, and on doesn't it? So, but the action is quite, because with, with the Amiga, you only have one button. Yeah. You have the joystick and you have one button. So you've got, you know, things like Sensible Soccer really melt, melt that thing out, didn't it? Speedball 2 was the same. So you play that button makes your guys slide around. So you, if you ever watch, you know, if you've ever played Speedball Two, if you've yeah. seen gameplay of it, they're all just sliding around. It's oh, like yeah. all these guys in big suits. Sliding around this kind of futuristic arena, which is all locked in, it's like a big kind of metal cage, and you've got to get the ball off each other. You basically slide tackle each other to get the ball. You chuck, you chuck it to your teammates, and you've got to chuck it in the goal past past the goalie, haven't you? So you've got to get your angles. You can power up the ball as well. So there's, so you can there's
1: uh, There's loops, loops, loops.
0: Yeah, you can kind of roll the ball up the loop to loop to kind of charge Mm. it up, Mm -hmm. and then you've got. The little node in the middle of the, the um, the thing, the, the, pit, the pitch. I don't know. The pitch the arena. That was it. The arena that you can ping off and then get more points and stuff and do more charging up. It, you know, there was there was actually rather than just having to get the ball in the goal, which is a bit like what Rocket League is. There's a bit more tactics that you can use to get more points. So you end up like getting about yeah. ninety five versus sixty, and yeah.
1: you know you just charge and charge it up. It was a great game for two players, uh, playing with your mates, because it's a game, not many sports games you're allowed to sort of injure your player, your, your, your opponents, no, are you? It's all about it, mate. Yes, yeah, half like, the battle. Yeah. And, and I think if you. Injure your play your opponents enough that they get substituted. Nothing. Eventually, they get really weak, and it's it's half the battle. Take out your opponents, then worry about scoring goals. I I think I loved it. Again, it it reminds me of the days of of Usman and going around his house. Yeah, we used to love playing with people too. Brilliant memories.
0: I mean, don't take our word for it. This is this is this is what people thought of it. So, uh, Sega Force ninety percent. Uh, Amiga Power rated it the third best Amiga game of all time. Okay, yeah. This is the kind of thing. These, you know, it got, even the co- the console ports got at least 80 something percent every time. It's just a fun, fun game. Get it. If you can emulate it, just do it. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing that So those are the, the kind of the main games, but what, what was the kind of the rock star element? There was another, there was something else about Bitmap Brothers games, weren't there?
1: Are you talking about the, just, <laughs> you
0: mentioned it earlier. What the people <laughs> really actually. Really bad segue. The music. Oh, the music. Sorry. Yeah, the of course. The music. There is a fantastic, uh, article, I think from, let me just find it. <laughs> Not Wikipedia. <laughs> Not Wikipedia. I've actually branched out from Wikipedia for this. Uh, theransomnote.com. Ah. I'll put, I'll put a link to it in the notes. But what they've done is they've done like a remembering the music of the Bitmap brothers. Good. And they've taken all of the main, releases and played the, the best music. So they've embedded YouTube videos yeah. of the music. And my word, man, that music was good. Zenon 2, you yes. mentioned, yeah. the Jaguar version doesn't have it. The music was actually done by um, Bomb the Bass. Yeah. And they made a big deal of this. It was actually made by a proper musician. It wasn't yeah. just someone coding or synthesizing some beats. It was a proper music artist. Bomb the Bass is actually a guy called... Damn it. I had it there a minute ago. <laughs> I
1: Miss, did not I? Mr. Bomberman.
0: It was like, <laughs> Mr. Bomberman, shabba. <laughs> Mr. Bomberman,
1: shabba. <laughs> it was great. Every bit of Matt Roberts' game had, seems to have good music, to be fair. Hold on. So Bomb the Bass... Yeah. Um, guy called Tim Simmonen. <laughs>
0: Tim Cinnamon. Tim Simon yep. So yeah, and then so he did that one. And the other one, so the Speeble 2 soundtrack is amazing. Um uh, what was the other one? The Gods Oh, the Gods music is great That's as well. Brilliant. Both of those two and I was looking I was hunting around the Wikipedia again, were done by some by, by someone called Nation Twelve. Huh? And I was like, who the hell is Nation Twelve? Nation Twelve is a guy called John Fox. Um and a guy called uh, Simon Rogers. So, a guy called Simon so. Rogers and John Fox were a synth duo, I guess. One of a better word. Um, so they they wrote it all, and it was coded by the late, unfortunately, Richard Joseph. So mm. they did that, and John John Fox, right? John Fox was actually the original lead singer. For a band called Ultravox. Oh. Midur. That's mad, isn't it? Isn't that mad? He had loads... he did he did so like if you go through John Fox's um discography and everything, he's done so he's been so many different artists and he's done so really so many different albums. It's mad. It's, so the Bitmap brothers were famous for contracting out the music. Yeah. And I suppose the big one that Richard Joseph cause Richard Joseph was one of their main uh coders the main one that he did, which I think is amazing, is the Chaos Engine soundtrack. Oh, that's amazing, man. So he, I mean, he passed away like twelve years ago, which is mad. He actually died of lung cancer, age fifty-three, which was really sad. Mm, too soon. Um, but way too soon. Um, he actually made that Chaos Engine soundtrack. Legend. I mean, the three of them together. I mean, there's, you know, uh, just amazing. Just bring bringing that music of the Bitmap Brothers to life. And
1: what? What I think is that music was amazing on the Amiga. I'm sure it's good in the ST. It never quite translated as well on the Mega Drive and SNES ports. No,
0: I mean, if, if anyone has to, um, you know, check out the music of it. Yeah. The music, any kind of Bitmap Brothers music. Yeah. You have to check out the Amiga versions. Yes. Actually, the, the God soundtrack on the Mega Drive is really good because I was playing that the other day. So I think that that's, that, that's come over pretty well. But yeah, the other ones, yeah, definitely go for the Amiga one. So yeah.
1: No good. I'm happy we're having this conversation. I, I think it's weird that we've had over a hundred odd pods and we haven't actually done a Bitmap Brothers game before.
0: Especially as I wrote that article as one of the first things I did for <laughs> yeah, Arcade. Yeah, it yeah, seems yeah. a bit mad, doesn't
1: it? A bit crazy. Yeah. They deserve a lot of respect, Dylan. And, and um Those games were just,
0: you know, they just
1: they really like it it they made that amiga hum. Yes. Didn't they? They probably pushed it to the limits in a way. Definitely. Uh graphically gameplay wise as well, to be fair, but it's just and what I think is really interesting about the Bitmap Brothers—they hold every single game. You could you could switch on a hundred games, Dylan. Imagine a hundred different Amiga monitors, mm. and I'll say, "Well, oh, look, ten of these have got Bitmap Brothers games on them. You've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. Point to which ones are Bitmap Brothers. I'm pretty sure you could guess what they are."
0: Oh God, yeah, the it, gloss,
1: the gloss, the, the 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 shadows, the
0: kind of weird. In the same way that you could pick out Bullfrog games because yeah. of the complexity. Yes, you can kind of pick out. Pick out Bitmap Brothers and games. Even and even Sensible
1: options. Software as well, to be fair. They've all got their kind of signature look. And why not exploit mm. that? Why not take advantage of that and bring it over to another game? Yeah. Why not release a compendium of all those games for current-gen gamers? Why not try and take over the IPs of the company and yeah. think about releasing them in the yeah. future?
0: I mean, we haven't mentioned the, the later-gen games like the, re- the Speedball remake and um, Kill Switch, but they yeah. were all they were all well-received. Back to th- their
1: Switches again, <laughs> eh? Yeah.
0: I know that we've got many, many stories about how Bullfrog ended, yeah. how Westwood ended. I don't know really, I couldn't really find out why, why Bitmap Brothers ended. I think they just kind of just ended. It's a shame. They weren't, They it doesn't sound like it was by a, a nasty corporate takeover, takeover or merger or
1: whatever. Or whatever. Um, before, you, but, but Dylan, just a little bit of time on Z or Z. But have you played that game? Z?
0: No, I've only ever seen, uh, video footage of it. It just looks, it just looks too complicated for me.
1: Yeah, it's, do you know what, actually? It's, it, I kind of disagree with that because it's an RTS game, mm. but in a simple format. It's, it's almost like, I think most levels have got like sort of 12 panels. When you start, you you know, you're against an opposition, um, team, mm-hmm. and you've got to sort of move your, 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 Players around strategically try and take over bits. It's kind of like capture the flag bits. And it's mm. it's it's actually quite a simple game, but it's difficult. Every bit of my brother's game simple, is difficult. difficult. Yeah, it's simple, simple gameplay, but difficult to to get through to the levels because you know it's hard. Mm. Um Another thing, actually, before we, sorry, before we yeah. carry on,
0: is that I remember now another thing I wrote in the article was that Mike Montgomery they they put actually admitted they purposely went out of their way to make their games hard. Why, which Mike? Is, Why? Which is fair enough. I mean, you're we're paying a lot of money for those games back in the day, yeah. and if you know for you know for half an hour, you're going to feel a bit a bit mugged off, aren't you? But you could just play those games and things like the Speed obviously, you can come back to it again and again and yeah. again. But things like the Chaos Engine, yeah, you need to really like think about because the Chaos Engine, there's a you have to hire who you want to complete the game don't yeah, you? And then yeah. you you get coin and you know there's a lot of strategy with that and the, it takes time to work out the right combinations
1: of players to get you through it and can I also yeah. say about the chaos engine there's loads of secrets in that game loads mm. of pathways those are hidden bits yeah and it, that just shows shows you a developer that really wants to
0: they really cared about their, their games care. they did care about their
1: games didn't they yeah.
0: so it's good that their stuff lives on right
1: yeah and I think I'm trying they, to get to a segue here oh sorry <laughs> no I no, was no, yeah. <laughs> no, just saying I think Z or Z whatever you want to call yeah. it was I think the first game oh, mate, I might be wrong here but one of the earliest sort of games after the Amiga sort of generation mm-hmm. and I think they always found it a little bit more difficult to move on from the Amiga days but but it is worth checking out Zed mm-hmm. uh, it's a great game I'm tempted to replay it again I know it's tough um, yeah who knows we'll see what happens in the future right
0: yeah yeah definitely so talking about the future mm-hmm. uh, big news I think this can be a bit old news actually by the time this goes out. yeah. But Rebellion have acquired the whole back catalogue, IP, everything. They've got everything that the Bitmap brothers have done. Amazing. Which is, which, well, they say everything, I
1: suppose. if I suppose they've got, got everything. It, they've they've, they've got done it, they've done Magic it. Pockets, you name it. Magic
0: Pockets. Cadaver. <laughs> uh, Kill Switch. We haven't even mentioned Cadaver. <laughs> so Cadaver is a weird, kind of isometric-y. Yeah. RPG-ish. RPG-ish. Really never played it. At, couldn't really, try playing it once I couldn't really work out what's going on so I just gave up on it but that has a, a, a fan a fan base of yep. such isn't it cadaver but yeah so rebellion have even said that they want to bring bitmap brothers games to the current consoles good so my question to you Adrian as a fan mm-hmm. of old games is uh what does this mean what 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 for you what would you want to see bearing in mind god's and remastering. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you want to actually see from Rebellion? I mean, you know, going forward
1: about with you know with all this.
0: Cuz I've got some I've got some choice words about this,
1: right, yeah, you, you it's a ahead. really interesting development and it's amazing they've got the whole back catalog, so the options they've got are uh, pretty f- fruitful to say the least. You got kill switch you know, Killswitch, let's be honest, I know it's quite a relatively modern game. It's not a bad shoot. It's an FPS, isn't it? It's just an FPS. It's all right. I, I, to, I played it. I think uh, John used to play it. It's quite it. fun. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I played it. It's a good game. I um, wouldn't stick with Killswitch initially, though. I'd test the waters with a big hitter. If I was Rebellion, i think, well, look, we've got these massive games here, some more so than others. Yeah. We're probably most known, let's be honest. Most people want to heart back to Speedball 2 or Chaos Engine. That's probably either one of those two titles should, should be their first game. But they can't rush it. And what I don't want to see is them kind of rewriting the rule book and making like a 3D version. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see that. And if anything, it's not going to be easy, Dylan. Uh, and, but they need to keep the look and feel of the original games. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, we mentioned in our previous pod, but Sonic Mania, kind of that's kind of Mega Drive Plus graphic, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so Sonic Mania really feels like you're starting to play at Sonic Two, isn't it? Yeah. With slightly enhanced graphics. That that's I suppose in HD graphics.
1: That's what you gotta try and you gotta capture that look and feel of the classic good old days. Pixel art. I've P- it's too. gotta be pixel art. But mm. just chuck a few extra things on it, make it smoother, make it more options, make the levels more detailed maybe, just make it multiplayer online. You know, for example, Speedball 2, that is an online game, really. For, and you could be different players, maybe.
0: You can make that a massive Oof. online game, can you?
1: You know, you could do like... I don't want to see a 3D Speedball t- though. I don't, I don't think it would work. Well, no, they've
0: tried that. It wasn't great. No.
1: <laughs> so, make it fun. Make it simple. Maybe stick with Speedball 2 first. Like, Speedball, you know, make a proper... so,
0: so So, you'd go for individual releases. So, they should release... Digitally, I suppose is is what they're gonna what's gonna what's gonna happen. The exact same games, or actual kind of remasters of them, or remakes of them. Um, because it seems like a bit of a cop out if they're just gonna mm. release the games as they were. No, not as they were. As they were, and no one's gonna go for that because we've all, you know, we've all got retro pies. We've all got ways that we can play those. Original games, we've got the, a lot of us have got the original console, you know, yeah. ga- games and console.
1: Because Speedball 2, Speedball is a tough one because you can't really change the format too much. You're still going to have the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> in a weird way, maybe it's better to make a whole new Chaos Engine, Chaos Engine 3, yeah. where, where it's the same game, but obviously new levels, maybe new characters, new weapons. Yeah. You know, it's a whole new experience, but that's still look and feel. Yeah. So Speedball, that would be more difficult in that sense. Okay. Because what can you do with that? It's a
0: really difficult one, isn't it? Because if you just released the original Speedball 2 with the same graphics and everything, that didn't change anything, but just added network capabilities, you can go into lobbies and kind of play, actually play tournaments and do that kind of thing. Would that work? Would people go for that? Would people just accept that they're just playing the original Speedball 2 looking at the same thing that was made more yeah. than 20, you know... Price point, I
1: guess. Ago. Depends on the price. It's the price. If you well. charged...
0: How much money have Rebellion paid for all this? Because... Yeah. And how are they going to make their money back on it? If you think about it from a business perspective, if they just did one... Say they just did the 16-bit stuff yeah. on a compendium. They, yeah, like a like and, the best... Yeah. Yeah, like a best-of thing. How much would they charge for that? 15 quid, maybe? 15, 16 What, not even quid? touch
1: the games, just make it compatible for... And just put,
0: yeah, just put it to the Switch, PS4, whatever, and just release it as I'd, that. I'd buy it. How much money would they make of that, though? Would they make that money back?
1: They could charge a good price if it's got all the games. Do you know what What could happen? is that horrible
0: remastery thing that happened to gods. So, it could literally, it could be like, right, they, the guys at Rebellion thinking, okay, well, we'll release a game that's got the original game in it, but at the flick of a button, you can just switch the horrible 3D graphics and just see how 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 tired the gameplay is. That's not what we want, is it? No,
1: I'm I'm quite excited about you know. Dinner. We need to
0: see what they're gonna do. Because, yeah. like What the hell are they gonna
1: do? <sighs> yeah. I bet they've announced
0: what they. By the time this comes out, they've probably already announced what they're gonna do. Possibly. We sound really
1: stupid, but we yeah. we don't mind sounding stupid. We all sound stupid. Yeah, we all sound stupid. Um, maybe. Maybe like a game, actually like Z then, in, in that sense, because RTS games, there's not many out there. It's quite an open, open sort of, str- you know, mm-hmm. field, field for it, maybe. You can make that possibly 3D, that might work. That might work as a, th- that might work more as a 3D game than the other one. Yeah, and, um, it's a bit of a hidden gem, Then I? I? Keep harping back,
0: but. They can but- just, they can just re-release Kill Switch as it is, because a lot of people will just play that on the, on the, on, the, on That was a, a PS2 thing, game, so wasn't it? Kill That's a PS2, so they don't need to, Really upgrade that much, so they can just re-release that. It's just, it's an odd one, isn't it? Like, they can't put it all in one, they can't put the whole back catalogue in one release, and then just say, oh, here's you can have this for £30. Nah. And
1: they, do you know what? That would be a kind of a waste of their acquisition, I think. What
0: do they intend to do with this? Are they going to maul these games? Are mm. they going to ruin them? <laughs> like, <laughs> but then... What's going to
1: happen? I'm back in track in a bit here, Dylan, and I'm happy we say stop backtracking. I love backtracking. Because you know Prince of Persia, great 2D platformer. Mm. Gods. Not quite as good, but still a good 2D mm-hmm. platformer. The latest Prince of Persia's, they're 3D, aren't they? They work. They work. They possibly could make a whole new Gods game like that if they did, if they took their time. Oh,
0: can you imagine like a third person Gods game?
1: Oh, hack and slash kind That'll of jump around. And well, then you and...
0: don't need to acquire the Bitmap Brothers back catalogue to do that. That you yeah. could just make make a third person game where you're like Hercules and you're smashing everything up, but it's all in 3D. They didn't need to do that. I I think they're, I think they're looking to make a quick buck. I think they're thinking the people Mm. of the Bitmap brothers, uh, there's loads and loads of indie stuff easily released on digital. Yeah. I think they're going to make a, like a series of little releases. So, you know, you have like Xenon, Speedball, Chaos, like in the first ones of the sequels and of, of the series in one download, and then maybe the sequels in another. And I think they'll kind of really try and stretch it out just to try and get that money back. I really hope they don't—they don't try and 3D all of those 2D games. Yeah, but I think that's what they're gonna—I think that's what they're gonna do because it doesn't. They—I don't know. They the it the bleh, the acquisition yeah. of the Bitmap Brothers IP. It's not needed for a 3D God's game or no. a 3D speedball game. You could make the same things, just call it something different. Say, oh, this is a homage to speedball, or oh, this is a this is a 3D mm. version of God's. You don't need to. They've acquired it for a purpose, and I think it is to just make a quick buck.
1: It's funny, isn't it? Because imagine if let's imagine. Well, at Westwood, you know they're making. God, someone should just. They're, they're making they? Command oh, of course they? they are. Yeah, and even even Bullfrog. In a weird way, I think their games might resonate in 3D. Like Syndicate 3D could work, yeah. whereas Bitmap Brothers—it's just that crazy look and feel that you just can't. It'd be very difficult to move over to 3D. I just can't see how that pixel amazing artwork—if mm-hmm. you try and rehash it into a crazy 3D model—it would—it would—it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. It would annoy me. Yeah.
0: The music as well might not be the exactly the same. The music yeah. might have different rights actually because how much did like Nation twelve own of the Speedball and yeah. what was the other one? The God soundtracks. Yeah. Like did they are they gonna be able to come across? Because the Gods remaster didn't have the original music. For whatever reason, and I'm guessing it's because of that music copyright issue, didn't have that across. Same as if Zen on Two and the have, Jack, yeah. If you don't have Speedball Two with that intro music that would have put at the beginning of this podcast cuz that's what I'm thinking <laughs> it goes doo 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 do, doo do, doo doo dee 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 you <laughs> know without that then you don't get that impetus like that, that when when mm-hmm. that's loading up on your amiga and that music kicks in oh shivers man Shit, yep. when when I when I loaded up Speedball 2 on my amiga uh amiga emulator thing the other day as soon as that start that music yeah. kicked in on my massive HDTV <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was just amazing, <laughs> man. That's what, but it can't, I don't know. Have Rebellion even bothered to get, 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 you know, get as far as getting those music, those music
1: licenses? I'd love to be a fly on the wall in their meetings. Be like, right, guys, we've got Bitmap Brothers. What the heck are we going to do with it now? Can you imagine?
0: I just like, I what, if you were in
1: that meeting, what would you say to them then? What would you say, look, you slap down your hand and say, look, guys, you've got, you've got some great, Potential here. <laughs> I'm worried you're going to waste it. Yeah. This is what I recommend. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, yeah. I don't know. Mate, magic Pockets 3D. Magic pockets, uh, <laughs> Bubsy 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
0: just, I don't know, man. I, I, would I have even acquired it in the first place? I wouldn't even, would I have even bothered? I know there, there is a, you know, our friend Jordan, our friend Jordan Freeman does yeah. a lot of this. License acquisition and yep. he remasters all the things and you can download, download a lot of good PC retro games on the yeah. Zoom platform. He does that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. It, there is a market for mm-hmm. it. It does make money, but this rebellion bitmap thing. Are I you just, a fan
1: of rebellion really?
0: Yeah. Of course I am. Yeah. I like rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, is that going to be the thing for them? I know they've sort of been ticking over over the years mm. and. This is, you know, what, why have they done this? I've just done it. I've got a funny feeling, because they like releasing games on iOS, don't they, Rebellion? They like do, Loads yeah. of the stuff they're in their they're, they're back catalogue. So are they going to do the same with this stuff? Are we going to see Speedball 2 on the mobile? Are we going to see Ooh. Chaos Engine on mobile?
1: That wouldn't work well, mobile. Z, Z would Z. work well. Z, Z on a t- on a tablet Z. would work very well. You could like click your fingers and stuff. Yeah. Um, Is
0: that their thinking?
1: As long as it's not <laughs> Dungeon Keeper f- uh, mobile escapade all over again. Can you imagine?
0: Yeah. I mean, Rebellion have kept this cr- very quiet, haven't they? It's kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't know how long they've been working on this deal, but it's literally. They just
1: probably come saw out Mike there. in the local pub and said, "Oi." Oh, Mr. Montgomery, what do you reckon? If I buy you a couple of drinks, can we have a, a, yeah, the, the uh, IPs? Yeah, you know,
0: you have them all, like, chatting, like, chewing the fat, and, like, oh, you know, what, what do you want to do? But it's, yeah. just, it's just an odd thing, isn't it? I just I don't know why they've done it. But I suppose, who, who would you acquire,
1: then? Would you acquire, like, Bullfrog's IP and... What, well, any classic Amiga kind of that sort of era?
0: Yeah, like, what would you do? Like, what, you know, if you had, a like, a big old wedge of cash, like, what would you actually... Who would you acquire from those days?
1: That's a good question. question, isn't it? It's a very good question. Uh, Bitmap Brothers would have been up there, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but Dilla, man, you know I'm a bullfrogger. I love it. <laughs> you imagine a dungeon keeper? You could bring that back up, couldn't you? I yeah. Think, I think, you know, there's more. like I said, there's more scope. Even theme park, you could rehash and get that back up there. Um, Magic carpets, I just think they kind of they just moved over a bit quicker to 3D. And, and Bitmap Brothers, like I said earlier, they got that look, whereas Bullfrog, they kept sort of moving the times a bit more. If that kind of makes sense. Yes.
0: Um, yeah, you can kind of see. Yeah. You can kind of see, just about.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of like looking through Rebellion's back catalogue just to see what... Yeah, give me some of the big kind hitters. Give us, I mean, it's like, you know, Sniper Elite, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. like the kind of like the, the stuff they're really getting into at the moment. The stuff we know, like, they did the... Um, Alien versus Predator kind of remake, yep. remake, remaster. Yeah. Um. Don't know. Yes, mostly. Yeah. I mean, they've they kind of had like loads of years. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> and
1: then do then you know what? I like, uh, uh, chuck another uh, curve at there. Psychnosis would be a quite an interesting company, wouldn't it?
0: Psychnosis. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, or DMA Design, even though we are big fans as well. Yeah. They have got some cool IPs. Yeah. So. Anyway, I guess. We haven't mentioned about the logo actually. I do like the bit my brothers logo. Are you a fan?
0: It's the
1: Explain the... it to our it to our listeners. It's like a hand, almost like a silhouette. So have you seen um Joy Division? It's a Div- bit
0: like those weird yeah. you know, those things in the eighties where you put like had all the metal bits in it. That's right. And you put your hand and it makes an imprint. It's that, isn't it? And it's
1: also a bit like the Joy Division, I think the atmosphere that the single it might be the album actually, but they've got the kind, of, kind yeah. of white lines. Oh, yeah. Um Really cool. I love that. It's very cool, isn't it? It's a very cool logo. One of the coolest Amiga logos mm. out there.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Bitmap Brothers, you know, they're, they're, they're a British treasure, really. We'll have to see what Rebellion do with it. Uh, we hope that
1: the, we, res- they respect the brand.
0: Respect the brand. Respect the brand. And bring back magic bring, pockets. Bring back magic <laughs> pockets. What we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll end, we don't usually end the pod with music, but I think, just to pay tribute to Richard Joseph, yeah, we're going to end with the intro theme for the Chaos Engine. Very prodigy-like, very futuristic. You know, it's a it's a beautiful bit of music, and I think you'd appreciate. I think what what retro gaming has become. What you know how you know how much we love the stuff. So, this is Dylan. This is Adrian. Um, enjoy this work, and we'll see you next week. for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else you can tweet us at ArcadeAttackUK uk at keith 82 and at arcade underscore adriano we're also on facebook at facebook.com slash arcade please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness interviews reviews features top 10 etc and you can also find all our previous podcasts there